You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 116 with Jeff McManus. And today we're going to help you grow as a person and as a leader. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? As usual, we have another amazing feature guest today with Jeff McManus. I'm going to bring him out in just a minute. But today, I want to mention something a little bit different. You know, I've been doing this for over a year. We're on episode 116. Can hardly believe it. I can't believe how this all got started and where it's at and how Men of Abundance as a brand has taken on a life of its own thanks to all of you. You are all directing, all of you are directing this show to where it's going and you're directing the community as well and you're putting me into a direction that I really had no idea this was going to go. But here's what I want to do. I'm a little bit curious. Well, I'm quite frankly, I'm very curious. I'm always curious about various things, but specifically today, I'm curious about how you found Men of Abundance and kind of what your thoughts are and where we can improve. Here's the problem with iTunes. And as you know, this podcast and many, many other podcasts are all launched on iTunes. The problem is iTunes doesn't tell us how many subscribers we have to the show. It tells us how many downloads we have, but then there's other people that listen to the show on different platforms. So it's not really super accurate. So I'm going to ask a few of you to do me a favor, but I'm going to give something back to you if you happen to be one of the ones that I choose to have a conversation with. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk to 10 listeners, just 10 of you. That's all I really have time for at this point in time. And that's really all I need to kind of get the idea of what I'm trying to do here. And I want to talk to 10 people that I have never talked to before. I know I've talked to some of you. I know some of you that listen are are past guests and maybe even future guests on Men of Abundance. But if we have not talked face-to-face before, if we have not talked on the phone, if we have not communicated in any way, shape, or form over social media, you're the person I want to talk to, whether you're a man or woman. And Women, this is going to give you an opportunity to get on a, on Skype with me because we're going to get on a Skype call. It may even be video depending on the time of day that we're able to get on. And I'm just going to ask some very simple questions, which is, where did you hear about Men of Abundance? How did you get introduced to us? What do you love about Men of Abundance, the podcast and the community, if you happen to be in the community? What do you not like about the podcast and what we what can we do better? Then, after I get that out of the way, I'm going to ask, what can I do for you? And at that point in time, we are going to be able to have a quick dialogue on any way that I might be able to add some value to your life, to your day, and maybe even give you a few pointers to get to that next level, whatever that may be. All I need is 10 minutes of your time. So here's how you can get that 10 minutes. Just send me an email directly to me at wally at menofabundance.com and in the subject line put MOA10. That's the number 10. 
MOA10. I will reply back with a link to my scheduler so that you can get scheduled on my calendar so that we can get that 10 minutes and I'm only going to take 10 people. And in this very rare occasion, you can either be a man or a woman. I want to talk to any of you who I have not talked to already. So if you want to make sure to get your 10-minute slot, you might want to pause this right now and send me an email to wally at menofabundance.com, subject line MOA10. Now, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to start doing three episodes every single week now since I have a little bit more time on my hands. I'm going to do a Tuesday and a Thursday interview session, Friday, Aloha Friday, which I'm just getting so much feedback from the Aloha Friday. I truly appreciate that. I'm glad you're enjoying those. To make sure that you don't miss one single episode, make sure you're subscribed to Men of Abundance. And while you're over there getting subscribed, leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference and makes a huge impact on people finding Men of Abundance in iTunes and on other platforms. Here's the cool thing. You can also leave a review by simply clicking on the leave a review button at menofabundance.com underneath any one of the podcast players. One of the latest reviews was left by Bedizzle Fizzle. (laughs) That name just cracks me up. He says, he or she says, great discussions. I love this show. Wally has amazing energy and really knows how to engage with his interviewees and audience. He gets some great guests who talk about life-changing ideas that can help you push yourself forward. He's a really genuine person and host, and it shows. That creates such a good show. Thanks, Wally. Keep putting out such great content. Be Dizzle Fizzle, I truly appreciate that amazing five-star review. It really does make a difference. I'll be reading more. There's several more that came in over the last week. And I've already read through them. I absolutely love them, but I'm going to save those for other episodes. So go there and leave your written review and do your part in being abundant today and sharing Men of Abundance with others. Now, as I already mentioned, our featured guest today is Jeff McInnes. Jeff grows things. As the Director of Landscape Services at the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, he grows plants, he grows people, and he grows ideas. Jeff is a problem solver, understanding that doing more with less is a 21st century mandate. After coming to the university in 2000, Jeff took on the challenge of managing a multi-million dollar landscaping beautification implementation project. Faced with a demand for excellence and high productivity and a stagnant budget, Jeff knew that growing the people was critical to growing the plants. Through that experience, Jeff developed his approach to managing resources and developing personnel. His grow theory, a management and professional development approach based in the belief that all humans either strive for or have within them the elements of greatness, resiliency, opportunity, and wisdom. They just need a fertile environment to grow. I can go on and on with all of Jeff's accomplishments. I'm going to have all of this listed up in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 116. And you're going to get the opportunity to learn so much more about Jeff because he has got a gift for you at the end of this episode. So make sure you listen to the end so that you get that information. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Jeff McManus. Jeff, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing awesome, Wally. Thanks for having me. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. Seriously, I heard you speak. It, it must have been on EO, EO Fire with John Lee Dumas or somebody because I heard your story when I first started podcasting and I put your name on the list right away. And that list has just been sitting there. A couple of those folks have come on, but Interview Valet yeah. has been sending me so many people that I just don't have to reach out and, and, and touch anybody anymore. And I'll be honest with you, the list kind of just sat there for a little while. And then when Karen contacted me and said, hey, I got this guy, Jeff, you just need to talk to. I was like, oh, that's fate. What the, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah, they're a good group of folks that interview Valet. And, and I'm excited to be a part of your show. It's, it's an exciting time that we get to be a part of these neat podcasts where people are, are being able to tune into what they want to listen to. It really is. It, it absolutely is. And I can say so much more about that. But first, I want to ask you, where are you at in the world right now? Right now, I'm in the beautiful town of Oxford, Mississippi. If you think of Mayberry, RFD, that's what Oxford is like. It's just a small college town, beautiful, quaint area. I've been here for about 17 years. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You know, I still watch once in a while reruns of Mayberry and expose that to my kids. <laughs> Of, uh, of, of what is it the um andy griffith, andy griffith show. show there you yeah. go and um, in fact i'm i'm sitting here my little guy is always near me and he's here looking me in the face <laughs> i'm sitting what here going, but, huh? he yeah. may be asking you what is that, what is andy that? yeah I, I don't know if i don't know if i've exposed him to it yet or not but for you younger guys you definitely got to go out and check up check out the andy griffith show it's black and white but it's some good stuff man it doesn't get too much more wholesome than that that's right. Yeah, I love it. So before we get too much into the show and get into your amazing story, I absolutely love. I like to ask my guests, what are they grateful for today? Because that's the way I start out every single day. And I just like to start the show out like that. So, Jeff, what are you grateful for yeah. today? Wow, that's a great one. I am grateful for my faith, my, my faith in God. And I have to add my family just because my family now is is spreading out we're going to college and doing all those things and just so grateful for my young young men my boys i have four boys i'm just truly grateful for and of course my wife so really grateful for them that is beautiful that is really beautiful and this time of year how, how old are your your kids we're in 21 20 19 and we just had mark our last one turn 16 so oh, car wow. insurance is full <laughs> tilt <laughs> with four boys exactly and, and it's funny my boys will go oh yeah i can tell you dad what the police say when you come through this intersection and it's like really it's like they get he apparently gets pulled over quite a bit so uh, it's oh, always fun indeed indeed i got a 22 year old a 17-year-old getting ready to graduate high school, so he's getting into that age, too. And then a 7-year-old, I was just at his first grade show, and it was just beautiful. It's wonderful to be able to watch this youngest one grow up like I have. Yes. So, Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah it's quiver full. That's nice. Indeed, indeed. So, you know, before we get started with the show here, we talked a little bit about, you know, what you do. And really, I on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance, and you are definitely an abundant leader. So let's get a little bit personal. Let's find a little bit more about Jeff and, and who you are. Well, I'm married to a beautiful wife, Suzanne, for 22 years, and we um, we have a great, uh, loving marriage. We uh, I came to work here at the University of Mississippi, which is also known as Ole Miss, and in the year 2000, been here 17 years, doing as the director of landscaping 
through that, I've had the entrepreneur spirit and created a landscaping business. I have a full service landscaping business on the side as well. So I have a daytime job and I have a nighttime job. And then I've started with the leadership development and growing weeders into leaders mentality that everybody's a leader have started launching that as well and helping other organizations. So that's that's what I'm doing in a nutshell right now. I, I love to be with family. I love to, uh, I love summertime because we're swimming, we're interacting in the, in the backyard, we're playing wiffle ball. We have all those fun events. So this is a great, now you and I are talking here in, in May and this is a great time of year for us to be outside and playing. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love this time of year. And, um, you know, growing weeders into leaders that was what really caught my eye about you and your story and you know the fact of the matter is Jeff we just need so many more people like you and what you've done with your staff early on and then grew that into what it is today it's just simply unbelievable and I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for you that you are traveling around and willing to talk to people like myself and talk to organizations on how to grow their employees and their staff into leaders and not just simply be an employee coming to work every day to grab a check. So I'd love for you to share some of that story and how that all got started. Well, Wally, it started in a, in really one of those down moments where we were doing good work. We were a good organization and we kept um, production up high, but I kept getting pushback or our info from our leaders on the floor or out in the field and they were saying you know we keep dealing with this drama we keep dealing with this rumor mill and I just kept pointing the finger going man I wish those people out there would stop that and Zig Ziglar says every time you're pointing one finger away from you you got three more fingers pointing back Mm -hmm. at you and I had to I had to uh, realize that it was really me that had to change and so I had to uh, take a different approach. I had to one be a little more firm with our fi- with our f- uh, folks here, and and in a loving way make them successful, but hold them accountable. But then, really, what I started doing was saying, "Can I intentionally change the culture? Can I proactively change the culture from a whining and complaining to everybody living for a paycheck to a passion?" Can I get guys really excited about what they're doing and start thinking about their purpose in life? And it ignited that little spark. So I started with some experiments and working with small groups with our our folks here. And over time, we've changed the culture to a growth culture, a culture where we have a leadership. People are developing into leaders and they want to be here. They have that passion to serve and be a part of something bigger than themselves. You know, you think about it, we're at work. Most guys are at work a lot longer than they are with their families. So it's a it's a ministry. The workplace can be a, a true ministry if we want it to be and help other people to grow other people. And that's what I that's what turned for me was realizing I needed to invest in our frontline people through leadership development. Yeah, that's a very good point that most people that work they're in men and women in fact they're at work more than they're with their family so why not make it pleasurable why not make it something that absolutely don't just go just to make a buck i mean seriously so many people do that and you see it that's why there's more heart attacks on monday mornings than there are on any other day of the week because mm. whatever their job is it's stressful but 
Also, just leaving the house sometimes is stressful because you've got things going on at home that you really want to stay home and attend to, but you can't. And if you do, you're going to lose that paycheck and it's going to make matters even worse. So you might as well make it pleasurable. That's right. You are absolutely right. So we we realized that... um, that this had to be more than just about a paycheck. So we, we started talking about, you know, do you really want to work here? Is this what you really want to do? Because 25 years is a long time to be in a place just for a pension that you hate. And we, we got people dialed into that. So if you don't like it, either make a choice to start liking it or let's find another place for you that's better. And I've had guys who've actually been looking for other jobs who have been able to approach me and say, look, I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm looking and I need a good reference. And, I, and we've helped them. And so we, we make that culture, that environment of where we want people to be successful no matter what they're doing, no matter where, where they are in life. And uh, that's, that's the key. We want others to be successful around us. And that in itself just makes it so much more pleasurable to get up in the morning and go in to do whatever it is that they're doing for you or for anybody else for that matter. Mm, That's right. You know, so you started out talking about that this all started in a down moment and anybody who's doing anything in life ultimately has those kick in the gut moments, literally those ones that you feel knocks the wind out of your sail and takes you to your knees. Uh, I would love for you to share one of those stories with us and really make us feel that. And the reason why I do this is because I want the men to realize that we all get kicked down from time to time. Mm. It's what you do afterwards and along the way that really makes you the abundant leader that you know you want to be. Right out of, right out of college, I was put into a, a leadership role by title. And I was leading a group of people in Orlando, Florida. And they were most of them were older than I was. And I remember this good, this veteran, Rick, was our top producer. Everybody in the company knew Rick. He was the go-to guy. He was a lead uh, foreman out in the field, and he was a great revenue producer. The large hotel we were working for had a lot of respect for Rick. He, he planted plants. He did, I mean, he could do everything. And Rick asked me one day as I'm coming along, I'd probably been there three or four months, had, was the, the manager by title. And Rick asked me, he goes, hey, Jeff, how do you like this flower bed that we just planted here uh, right outside the entrance here? And it's a huge flower bed. And they had put a lot of time into it and energy. And it was just, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. They had done a magnificent job. So I looked at it and I looked and I said, you know, Rick, it looks good. But there's a few plants, Rick, right back there in the back that are just a little bit out of line. And I don't know if they really were or not. I was, I was just, just, just me trying to be the, the big guy. And Rick, Rick got off his knees from planting with his tools in his hand. He looked at me straight in the eyes and he said two words, I quit. And he dropped the tools. He turned around and he walked away. Now, this is the number one guy in our company that everybody respects, my bosses who were over me. I'm the new guy, and Rick quits on my watch. I don't, I mean, I'm panicking inside, but I'm trying to hold it together. And Rick walks away, and I can remember that hollow, empty feeling that I had of, oh my goodness, I just, the, I just made the best guy on our company quit. And we could lose this contract. We could lose this whole thing. This could all be my fault. I was fortunate enough 
a day or two later, Rick came back and, and we talked. And he let me know that it's my words. He goes, Jeff, we can never please you. We can never please you. You're never happy with our work. And it was such an aha, kick in the gut moment is they listened. I was their boss. They're listening to me. My words matter. And so from that moment on, I have really been cautious on how I hand out criticism. And don't hand out hollow criticism just to try to keep somebody's head from getting too big. We get enough criticism in this world. This world beats us down enough. We need to keep encouraging and building our teams up. And ever since then, that has always stuck with me, Wally, uh, of enough is enough moment. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, I can imagine um, the thought of that and just knowing. I've, I've seen those new leaders. I've worked for those new leaders. And fortunately, you got it. Some of them never do. And I personally have a leader that I know and is a very good friend of mine uh, who was a young lieutenant back in the day when I was in the 82nd Airborne Division. He came in just thinking he was God's gift to the 82nd Airborne Division and our medical platoon and really thought he was going to run things, not realizing that he's got, you know, a good 30 years of NCO experience, non-commissioned officer experience there to help lead, train, and mentor him. But for those, you know, he had a hard time at first until he figured out that, uh, you know, he really needs to listen to those that are doing the work and that have been there for a little while because we can train you and make you successful. Because ultimately our job is to help make our leaders successful and get the mission done. But um, it can be a hard road uh, for those guys who just think that they got to come in and, and they feel that they have to do like you did and say, I've got to criticize something. I mean, I'm the, I'm the boss. That's right. You know, something's got to be wrong as opposed to going the other route. So what was the other route? How did you turn that around? Well, fortunate enough, Rick was a forgiving person, and I was fortunate enough, to, humbled enough to, to let Rick come back. So Rick came back to work for us. And I totally changed. I mean, it was it was a moment where I realized that I needed to be an encourager. And when I did need to correct people, because people do need good uh, need accountability and correction, I have I have quickly gone to the sandwich technique, which is really truly give them a true good compliment. And then the 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 middle part of that that sandwich is is let's talk about what we need to work on. Let's don't point out criticism, but maybe I could ask questions in a very constructive way. Well, let's take a look at these back plants here in the very back row. What are, you, what are your thoughts on these? Do, do they, are you pleased with the way they look? Versus saying those are out of line. And then the, and then the end of the, the, the back side of the sandwich would be to give them another great a compliment is, Rick, I just want to tell you how much I value you. You have added so much, not only revenue, but morale to our team. So I just want to thank you for what you do. And I, I respect your leadership. That's so much more powerful than the way I did it before. So that, that really, it has helped me. And it's a constant growing for me to continue to be a better leader each day. I mean, we're never finished growing. Nature tells us that if we stop growing, we're dead. So that's, that's, that's how I, I took my takeaway on that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that has to be done in a very sincere manner. And sometimes, even mm -hmm. if you want to be as sincere as you do, and you know that you're working, we're a work in progress, we all are. So the fact of the matter is, we don't decide that we're leaders. You may be based on your position, but the fact is, those who choose to follow you decide if you're a leader or not, and if you're their leader. But 
when you're put into a position and you are a leader and you want to be sincere, but you just know it's really, some people, some guys just know it's just really not in their nature. How do they work on that? How do they build that? So it really comes off as sincere as they want it to be. I think sincerity just starts, like you said, from from the very beginning of, of self-evaluation. We have got to be open with ourselves and honest with ourselves. I mean, that's if we're going to try to fool everybody else, we're going to be live, living in this hollow management game that nobody respects us. They already, the people we lead already know our mistakes. They just mm-hmm. want to know if we can admit it. And let me tell you, I've gotten more respect. Even now, I've been doing this for close to 30 years. When I just take ownership, that is the number one rule in leadership. Take ownership. Be responsible for it. Whether it was your fault or not, take ownership or at least take part ownership in it and make it yours. People respect that so much. So that's that's my eye-opening moment for most people now is I start training new uh, leaders that come into our organization, usually a lot of students, we talk about the first person you grow is yourself. The, the first person mm-hmm. you change is you, not not the person next to you, not your wife. You're the one that needs to change first. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I know that I've personally done myself and is extremely important is when corporate comes down, or your higher headquarters, or whatever the case may be, comes down. Generally, if they're going to award the department, they're going to award the leadership. And it's important for the leadership to turn around and hand that right over to the team. Because ultimately, it's really the team that gets it all done. That's right. And and team leadership is so much more effective today than command and uh, control. each leader is going to have to make certain amount of decisions. But what we are finding is the more we let our team be a part of this, setting the standards, uh, dictating how they go through their zones and creating the quality controls, it's gotten so much easier to manage people because it becomes theirs versus me coming out there and saying, okay, this, this is what I need you to do today. Do you do this, this, and this? And this is how you do it. Well, then it's just mine. And they're just waiting for me to tell them. But if I give them ownership and let them decide, they're going to get a lot. There is so much power in that. And that's what I want. I need more leaders. I need more people who can think, who have a heart and a passion to have a beautiful campus versus just this is my job and I'm just told what to do. You just paid me for my strong back and my hands. You didn't pay me for my brain. I need your brain and I need your I need your heart into everything we do. That's that's the key is to get get people fully engaged. Yeah, that's really important. Now I have a question. Do, do you find it that do you find that everybody is receptive to that? And I ask this question specifically because being in the military as long as I was, there are many people out there that really just want to work. They don't want to be in that leadership position. And I know you're not necessarily referring to us actually taking on a team, but being a leader within themselves and being a part of the team as a leader in the team. But um, they're put in these leadership positions in the military, I believe, one, too early sometimes, and two, against their will. And it's just the way that the structure is set up within the military. We have to, as leaders, we actually get reprimanded if our subordinates, if our soldiers aren't growing and progressing, going to that next level to get that next rank, to be in that leadership position. What are your thoughts on that? 
that's a great question because we have many guys here who really don't want to lead other people and it's frustrating because you need them to you need them to stand up and lead and and help maybe guide some student workers who've come on board and things and what we've tried to empower is what what you said initially is is that everybody's a leader it they've got to lead themselves extremely well and and then if they don't want to lead other people but they've got to realize that their actions their attitude affects the entire team it ripples through so in in some ways you're going to be leading other people whether you realize it or not by just the way you conduct yourself so we we try to continually talk about self-leadership and then look for ways to mentor those around you and when they begin to mentor versus lead them they're investing value into those people so we've got we got several guys who are not leaders probably never will be but they have embraced the mentorship of adding value to those around them sharing stories with them well you know this was when i first tried to do this it was really hard because i didn't understand this and this this is what i found worked good for me and they'll share a story like that and the guy will will get the message that okay this is a better way to do it what he's trying to do is, is show me a better way versus saying hey you you guy you, that's not the way to do it here do it like this mm-hmm. so it's it there's always a balancing act i don't think everybody takes on not everybody embraces the fact that um, they're going to lead other people so we continually talk about how their actions do affect our t- entire organization yeah absolutely Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate you following up with that and answering that because it's always been a serious concern of mine. I'm like, well, some guys just back in the days when my dad was in the military, they had a different rank structure where those guys that didn't necessarily want to be leaders, they were they progressed in 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 a rank, but they weren't in a leadership position. So it's just interesting to hear your perspective on that. So growing weeders into leaders. I don't normally highlight the books and stuff like that on this show more the person but i'm really intrigued in how you got that at what point did you make the decision to write the book get the book published because that's no easy thing to do on top of everything else that you was already doing (laughs) i know you're a busy busy man so i'm just i think i'm gonna write a book where did that come from and then you know that obviously launched you into what you're doing now as you said you basically have your day and your night job that's right. Well, they say I'm a grower. They say I, I grow plants, I grow people, and I grow ideas. And I think the best way to, to help other people is to, is to create those formulas or show, share the story. And I think the book was a big part of that. I'll, I'll use the book as a tool to help carry the message and encourage others who may be in a similar path and similar light. Uh, the advanced copies that are out there now, people are telling me, it's so simple, and I, and I agree. It is a very simple book, but it's it's taking the action steps. I, I'm not really sure, other than the fact that I do I enjoy speaking, and I felt like the book would be a good platform. And you said, why did I write it? I felt like it would just help magnify that story. So I decided to get up early in the morning at 5 a.m., and I would spend an hour each day writing the book, and it. I thought it was going to take a year. It took me about two years to get the mm. book finished, but I'm but I'm really glad I did. It's a it's a great uh, labor of love, and so it's it's something that that I have 
gotten great satisfaction of personal satisfaction of being able to say, yes, I did this. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. And it definitely puts you way ahead as far as any, any of your peers and stuff like that. And it really is a, a blessing to everybody because you're right. It's very simple. It really is. And sometimes it's the simple things that we need reminded or at least stated in a different way. And I, I absolutely love that. I'm looking forward to get my hands on it because I've heard you speak about it, speak about what you do a couple times. I just can't wait to really dig into that. Look forward to you. You, you have a saying, Wally, of constantly improve your foxhole. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that we're doing the same thing. It, it, we're constantly improving. I, I use cultivating we're constantly cultivating greatness that matter of fact that's our vision here that's two words cultivating greatness and we we're just constantly you know most people think that's outdoors that we're cultivating this beautiful uh, landscape and we're attracting young men and women to come here to go on and cure cancer and write great novels and all that but really the constant improvement in your foxhole the cultivating greatness comes with each other Mm-hmm. of growing each other and and we do that when we started doing these leader to leader meetings where we were challenging each other by just t- just talking challenging but yet listening to what another man was saying and it's built our team into a much stronger unit uh, where we can tackle things without a lot of drama anymore mm-hmm. wow. I love it absolutely so Jeff we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders you ready to do that Let's do it. Hey guys, listen, as I get a little bit older, I'm 48 now, I'm noticing that more and more of my peers, my high school friends, my army buddies, a lot of these guys are just in terrible, terrible shape. And I'm, I gotta admit, I'm not in the best shape of my life right now because I've got some ailments of my own, but I'm still living a healthy life. And I attribute that to just constantly moving and eating about 70, maybe 80% healthy, closer to 70% healthy. And the biggest thing that I attribute that to is this dense nutrition shake that I've been drinking for well over seven years. And my wife and I both have been drinking this stuff. It greatly improved my cholesterol many years ago. It has improved my joint health. It has improved my esophageal reflux. It improved her diabetes. Look, I just can't say enough about Shakeology ever since I first discovered it. You can learn more about my story with this stuff and why I drink it at menofabundance.com forward slash shake. And listen, by purchasing your bag of Shakeology, it seems a little bit expensive at first, but when you consider that it's one meal a day that you're paying for, if you were to pay for one meal a day, add that up. And I guarantee you it's going to be more than the cost of a bag of Shakeology. And there's a money back guarantee, a 30-day bottom of the bag money back guarantee. But here's the thing. When you purchase from that link, it does. I do get a kickback here at Men of Abundance. And that's extremely important because at this point, as far as my wife is concerned, this Men of Abundance podcast is nothing more than a hobby and an, and an expensive hobby at that. To me, it's not, it's not a hobby. It is me sharing these amazing conversations with you, and I know you're getting value out of it. So I want to add more value to your life, to you and your family, by introducing you to Shakeology and getting a little bit of kickback so that I can help keep the mic on over here at Men of Abundance. 
so I can introduce you to even more amazing men, select women, and even a few couples. Give Shakeology a try for just 30 days, and if you're like me, many years ago, I totally expected to get my money back on the 28th day. I just could not bring it upon myself because I felt so freaking amazing. My cholesterol was greatly improved. So many other things changed in my health and my lifestyle. I just couldn't return the empty bag, and I here I am over seven years later still drinking it. Give it a try. Go to menofabundance.com forward slash shake. And as an added bonus, once I see that you've ordered your bag of Shakeology or just shoot me an email to let me know that you did and I will set up for you a personalized meal plan just for you. We're just going to have to get on the phone for a minute. All right. Now back to the conversation. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps with Men of Abundance that they can take action on today. List your blessings every day. Take Mm. three minutes, list your blessings. I have a journal where I list my blessings every day. Number two, take ownership. Take ownership in everything you do. Take ownership for your marriage. Take ownership for your business. It's not somebody else. You have a real big part in everything in your life. Take ownership. That's a mindset, by the way. And it then is. the third the third actionable step is always think of yourself as a leader. And, and so the actionable step is when you look at yourself in the mirror, you tell yourself, I am a leader. I am a leader. And you say positive affirmations about yourself in the mirror. You know, the voice that we listen to most is the voice that's in our head. Mm-hmm. And if we're beating ourselves up and we're going down these negative roads, that's the voice we're listening to. So I had to change the way I talk to myself. And so each night I'll spend time, usually the last 30 minutes to 60 minutes of the before I go to bed and work on positive affirmations, work on my prayer time, reading time, where I'm getting into a good, healthy mindset. Be a leader. Excellent. And what you, that last one that you said, I want to comment on that, and you, you hit on it as well. We're always talking to ourselves anyway. And when I say this to men and I say positive affirmations, they're like, woo, woo, all this crazy stuff. I said, well, look, call it what you want. But the fact of the matter is you're already talking to yourself, but you don't realize it. It's just ingrained in what in, in your upbringing, the way you've been talking to yourself has put you where you're at today. It takes work to be a man of abundance. It takes work to be a better person yesterday than you are today or tomorrow than you are today. Right. Amen. That's right. That's so right. It's weird, but it, and it's uncomfortable, but look in the mirror and tell yourself those affirmations, positive affirmations before you go to bed, because that's what you're going to be sleeping on. And it does absolutely make a very impactful difference in your life. It does. I can tell you when I don't do it, I can, after mm-hmm. a few days, I know it. And yeah. it just, there's just something about it. Yeah, so. and I, I can say the same thing about when I'm not in the habit of writing down what I'm grateful for every single morning and my blessings. Yes. So what are you reading or listening to today that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? One of the books that I love reading over and over again is a John Maxwell book, The 15 invaluable laws of growth you know i'm a grower i like to grow things so this invaluable laws of growth deals all about uh, developing ourselves 
and if we change ourselves that's when we start having the that's when we start seeing change in the bottom line we start seeing better production everything in our life changes when we change ourselves usually i ask what does at this point i'd ask uh, what does living a life of abundance mean to you but before i even get into that i want to ask you what do you feel holds most people back from living their life of true abundance i think what holds most people back is a lack of confidence of lack of courage to run toward the roar there there's a, a tendency to once we experience failure we're in the habit of quitting and being overtaken by oh, temporary defeat and persistence there is nothing like persistence you know you can do a lot with persistence and so that's that's when I wanted to quit writing my book there were several you know five o'clock in the morning really nobody's making me write this book yeah it's all glamorous now because it's over with but when you're in the middle of it it's not a glamour it's not that glamorous and getting up early and everybody else is sleeping in it's being persistent so what does living a life of abundance mean to you Jeff I think not having a scarcity mentality of realizing that we there the water that comes into the harbor raises up all the ships in the harbor life is just is not like a pie where there's a limited amount of of money or limited amount of resources it's more like a harbor so as we lift those around us as we encourage those to grow we're going to grow as well Oh, I absolutely love that analogy. I really like that analogy. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So we're going to close this up before we do. What have we not talked about that we, you would like for our men of abundance to uh, get out of this conversation? There is there is such a large reward in growing other people and taking them to the next level. And I wanted to share one quick story with you. We were doing our leadership development. We do it once a month for one hour. And one of my guys asked me if he could see me in my office. And we've been, he'd been a part of our group probably a year, maybe two years. I don't remember now, but he, he came in my office and he closed the door and he said, I just want to thank you for these leader to leader meetings. I said, well, man, you're welcome. I said, I, you know, I love them. I said, they're the highlight of my month. We get to talk about adaptability. We get to talk about dependability, all these cool things we talk about. He goes, yeah, he goes, you know, this stuff actually works at home. I go, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, sure. He goes, well, I just want to tell you it actually saved my marriage. I go, really? He goes, yeah, I just, I want you to know that I, my wife and I were going to get a divorce. And having this leader to leader, I realized that there were some things I needed to change and work on. And I've become a better man for my wife. And, you know, I'm under my desk. I'm fist pumping. I'm excited. I'm like, wow, that's that is amazing. You know, I I knew that it would help our team. I was hoping it would help our our team as they went went home at night. And that was a validation is to invest in other people. It's like sharpening mower blades. you got to take the time to sharpen your blade, because if you don't, that blade's going to get dull. And you're not going to have a very good cut out there in the lawn. you got to take a little time to sharpen your people and invest in them and water them and grow them. So that's, that's my parting 
piece of guidance. Excellent. I absolutely love that. I really do. So many quotes in there that I'm going to be using to uh, share with uh you know all of my social media and everybody else i'm just going to go back and write all of this stuff down as i often do so other than your amazing website i love your website at jeffmcmanusspeaking.com it's beautiful we're going to have that linked up in the show notes but other than that how else can our abundant leaders reach out to you and uh, learn more about you well, I would love to offer your 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 leaders and your listeners. Um, I have a, a leadership class that I teach, a one day class, and I wanted to give uh, your group that that whole um, curriculum, that one day curriculum. If they want it, if they want to email me at at um, there on the website, I'm actually uh, developing a a link for with with you. But it's it's Jeff McManus speaking backslash abundance and they can pick up that free um, class agenda on how to develop leaders it's my the step-by-step on what I do to taking people from point A to point B in leadership and I'll give that free to a PDF file to to your listeners absolutely wonderful I really love that Jeff and I really appreciate that I will have that linked up at menofabundance.com just search Jeff the episode will pop right up and um, you'll be able to get access to that, guys. And definitely go take advantage of that. Well, while I want to say real quick, thank you for serving our country. Yeah, we, we would not be in a free country without men and women like yourself and honored that, to be on your show. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. And I look forward to meeting you and your family if we get a chance uh, when I you guys so. come out here on vacation next week or next That'd month. Be, yeah, I hope we can connect. I do, too. So, hey, aloha. And um, let me know when you guys are down here and we'll get together. I'll show you some places that most tourists don't get to. You're going to have a great time anyway. I'll just try to make it that much better. Well, thanks, Wally. You're you're very kind and you get to live in the tropical paradise. So I know you're suffering out there. So uh, enjoy your time. I am suffering, but it's by design, man. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) All right. Take care, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys, as Jeff and I were talking about, not everybody wants to be a leader in the sense of being a leader on the job or even in business for that matter. But leadership is not just reserved for the workplace or business or sports or anything of that nature. Leadership is important in every part of your life, from managing your own life, managing your finances, leading your children. And, and all of that, all of, all of that is involved in leadership. You have to take charge and manage. Now, management and leadership are two different things, but we're basically talking about the same thing in this context. So I feel that it's important that you hone your leadership skills. And if you feel up to it, go to Jeff's website, get into books like Growing Weeders into Leaders, getting into books like How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich. I talk about it all the all the time. A lot of these books are leadership books. They're not just books about getting money and all this kind of stuff like the title might suggest. They're leadership books. They're personal development books. Get your mind right. Get your mind into these type of books. Listen to multiple podcasts. Go back and listen to all the episodes of Men of Abundance and listen to other shows that are based around leadership and personal development. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.
That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Oh,